This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Built by Bama online podcast presents Daybreak for this Monday, May the 11th, 2020. Travis Ryer, senior analyst for BOL, with you here on Daybreak three times per week hope everyone out there had a great weekend hope all the moms especially the moms had a great mother's day on sunday you folks deserve it i hope it was as good as diane tonga violoa's mother's day did you see that sunday night how about tua gifting mom with the escalade right out in front of the house nice job tua moms deserve it we should be able to give every mom out there really an escalade each and every Mother's Day, right? That was pretty cool to see there on the old social media. But around Tuscaloosa, just absolutely gorgeous weather. Uh, Bittersweet again in some ways because of what we we thought we were going to have in Tuscaloosa over the weekend with the scheduled SEC softball tournament. Uh, Walking the quad on Sunday because we hit up the donut shop in downtown Tuscaloosa for a little breakfast. And We like to do sort of the unsolicited culinary recommendations from time to time here. If you haven't been by Babe's Donut Shop in downtown Tuscaloosa at the corner of Greensboro and University, do yourself a favor next time. Do it. Apple fritter. I'm an apple fritter freak. They are out of this world, but the donuts, anything you get there is great. So we did that. Then we kind of cruised the campus and get asked a lot about, is there going to be football this season at the college level? I can tell you this, UA is proceeding and, uh, you know, the condo construction and those things, all of that's proceeding as if there's going to be a fall semester and football because on Sunday, a Mother's Day no less, you had construction workers doing their thing at Bryant-Denny. You have so many cranes in the air here in Tuscaloosa these days. It looks like Nashville or maybe Austin, Texas or you know these towns that are blowing up uh, 100 new residents a day, stuff like that. Uh, it's crazy the, the amount of construction that's going on. Got by the new sports science center that's going in over there adjacent to the Malmore Athletic Facility off Bryant Drive. It looks like it's nearing completion, as a matter of fact. So it's business as usual in T-Town. If uh, any decisions have been made to maybe forego the fall semester and or college football season in 2020, uh, the construction business hasn't gotten the memo. I can safely safely tell you that so we've got some football talk to get into on the podcast this morning coming up a little bit later we're going to look specifically at the Alabama defensive line for 2020 make a case for some potential starters up front as Freddie Roach comes home to take over that group we'll get into the defensive line a little bit later Uh, obviously the end of the week last week was a newsy one right Kind of thought we might ease into Mother's Day weekend. Didn't happen that way on Friday as 
Some expected news in a lot of ways in that Ja'Cory Brooks, the four-star wide receiver from Booker T. Washington High School down in Miami, announced his commitment to the University of Alabama. Another 6'3 receiver in the boat for Bryce Young, big picture-wise. Maybe Mac Jones in a year's time, but Ajay Hall at 6'3 here in the last couple of weeks, a receiver committed to Alabama. And then on Friday, it was Ja'Cory Brooks. And as I've said before, all these Booker T. Washington kids and Dade County kids that want to commit, you take them. And Ja'Cory Brooks has the production to back it up. He has that sort of catch-to-touchdown ratio, touchdown-to-catch ratio you like, like you've seen here in recent years at Alabama from guys like Jerry Judy and Henry Rokes III, Devontae Smith. Um, they don't require a lot of catches to find the paint. That's the kind of guys you like, and it looks like Alabama has added another one of those type of receivers in Ja'Cory Brooks. And then big news just shortly after Brooks's commitment in that Talia Tonga-Vailoa enters the transfer portal. And when you think about it in terms of timing, we talked about this with Tim Watts here on the podcast on Friday evening. Um, Not all that surprising. It it may have been determined well in advance that by the end of the spring semester, there was a good chance that Talia was going to move on unless he was very much right in the mix to win the starting job for 2020 with Tua headed to South Florida as the fifth overall pick in the NFL draft a couple weeks ago by the Miami Dolphins. That only sort of upped the buzz, the potential of Talia perhaps making his way down there. Who knows? There's connections with coaches at various programs around college football when you talk about the Tonga Vailoa family and uh, coaches that are in head head positions now um, at places like Maryland, Ole Miss, you know, they've got connections to players at UCF, uh, you name it. So it remains to be seen where Talia lands next. But, um, you know, when you think about South Florida in general, obviously Miami's right there in Coral Gables, FIU, right there in Miami and even FAU, Fart Atlantic, just up the road in Boca Raton with first-year coach Willie Taggart taking over the Owls after his two and out there in Tallahassee with Florida State. So we'll be tracking that for you at BamaOnline.com. Obviously, you're going to want to go ahead, if you haven't, subscribe to the podcast with us here on the Built by Bama online podcast. We'd love for you to do that. Leave us a rating and a review while you're there. That would be greatly appreciated as well. Coming up next, we're going to talk some defensive line. When Daybreak on the Built by Bama online podcast returns right after this. Let's go! It's the most all-star studded challenge ever. And this time, it's every competitor for themselves. Best challenge ever! The Challenge All-Stars. New season now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply. So let's make the case for a starting defensive line for the Alabama Crimson Tide to open the 2020 season. Really, you're looking at one major loss to that group up front. That, of course, being Raquan Davis, 
who leaves the Crimson Tide after making 32 career starts, 26 of those over the last two seasons. In his four years with the Crimson Tide, Raquan Davis, 19 and a half tackles for loss, 11 and a half sacks, 13 quarterback hurries as a second round pick in the recently conducted NFL draft. Raquan Davis joins his old teammate down there with the Miami Dolphins, Tua and Raquan down there in Miami. So you've got Raquan Davis on the move. You still have an opportunity at the end position to return some experience, at least in terms of time in the program. But I'm going to start right there in the middle of that defensive line, because if you want to improve first and foremost where the game really starts, even in this era of passing attacks and throwing the football over the place, you got to be able to control things right there on the point, right there on the interior. Alabama was insufficient in that area a year ago, and it showed up statistically. One of the very worst run defenses in the Nick Saban era at Alabama. And, of course, there were reasons for it. The expectations going into 2019 were that perhaps D.J. Dale, even as a true freshman, could step in, and certainly not to the extent of a Quinnen Williams or a Duran Payne, but adequately enough be able to handle things there inside with Raquan Davis. Unfortunately for Dale and Alabama, never really got to see that guy a year ago, mostly because of injuries. You saw a flash of it, actually, in the season-opening win over the Duke Blue Devils when Dale played well enough that after his very first game at Alabama, he was SEC defensive lineman of the week. That was about the extent of the accolades, though, for the young defensive tackle in 2019. So you got to get DJ Dale first and foremost to a point where he can stay on the field at no fault of his own. And then you do have some other options inside. Some guys, too, that we're going to talk about that translate both to end and tackle. Stephon Wynn, one of those type of guys from a depth provider standpoint. And then at end, you know, you expect LeBron Ray to be exclusively an end in the base. I think with LeBron Ray, where it gets interesting, and we really haven't had the opportunity to see this because he too, as we know, has is, is incurred some injuries in, in his first three years in the program is – in some passing situations, is LeBron Ray to the point of being like a Jonathan Allen or one of these base ends that third and seven, third and eight, and you're in nickel and dime, you can move him inside and he can give you some pass rush from you know the guard-to-guard position. So that's something to keep an eye on. Again, first and foremost, like D.J. Dale, health. We talked about really two guys to this point, D.J. Dale, LeBron Ray, it's going to be all about their health. Now, You had some young defensive linemen a year ago. You look at some of these guys like Byron Young and Justin Aboigby, and you can see it. I mean, physically, they certainly look the part. Got to get to another level in terms of knowing how to play with their hands, how to get off blocks. First and foremost, you got to take care of your individual responsibilities, and that's kind of where you go back to Christian Barmore. And I thought Charlie Potter, if you didn't see this, late last week on Friday on the website – you can still find it there at BamaOnline.com. thought Charlie did an outstanding job of giving us an update on what's going on with Christian Barmore in the midst of this suspension of activities and uh, no spring practice. And Charlie was able to talk with the personal trainer for Christian Barmore and real emphasis based on that interview that 
you know, Christian's trying to clean up some of the little things that have hindered him. Now, in terms of playmaking ability, it's hard not to envision Christian Barmore being a top four or five guy in the rotation because a year ago we're talking about a defensive front that combined combined sack and tackle for loss output for the Alabama defensive line a year ago was seven and a half sacks and 15 quarterback hurries. Now, to put that into perspective, when you think back to 2018 and you had a couple of guys like Isaiah Bugs and Quinnen Williams, those two guys combined for 10 more sacks than Alabama's entire defensive line had last year. In 2018, Bugs and Williams, 17 and a half sacks. In 2019, Alabama's entire defensive line, seven and a half sacks. Those two guys also, between themselves, had three more quarterback hurries than Alabama's entire defensive line had a year ago. So you start with DJ Dale, you look at the end positions, you think about LeBron Ray, you think about competition, which is never a bad thing. Christian Barmore, Byron Young, Justin Aboigby, Braylon Ingram coming off the red shirt. And you can't forget about those guys because that's typical for defensive linemen. More often than not, and Alabama didn't have this luxury a year ago, even with the four-game rule, not to be able to redshirt more than Alabama did a year ago, but was able to do that with Braylon Ingram, was able to do that with Ishmael Softshire at the nose tackle position. Um, so you played a lot of guys a year ago. You took some lumps. Your inside linebackers as a result, young inside linebackers, Shane Lee, Christian Harris, they took some lumps right along with some of those guys up front. Um but the expectation should certainly be that, again, when we talk about the production numbers from a year ago, uh, you should see the benefit of some of those hard lessons learned from a year ago in, uh, in 2020. And you've got some, some other veterans, too, that can still help you. Uh, Fedaria Math is certainly one of those kind of guys. When you, when you look at a potential swing guy between t- tackle and between end, um, you know, Fedarian's not going to be a double-digit sack uh, producer, but you you can pretty much count on him at this point in his career um, to do the things the right way that need to be done and perhaps in the process sort of role model for a guy like Christian Barmore who is still trying to get there. And again, going back to Charlie's update on Christian Barmore, you know, there was talk about, well, he's still trying to figure out the scheme. And, you know, look, regardless of what that's all about, if you're not responsibility sound, if you're not assignment sound, there's only so high your ceiling's going to be in a Nick Saban defense. You know, there are times where you're going to be put in a position where you're one-on-one with an offensive guard in a pass rush opportunity. And, that's when you get the opportunity to make the big play. There are going to be times when you're simply asked to two-gap and occupy guys and attract double teams, maybe even in some pass rush games that Alabama runs. If there's a tackle in stunt, for example, maybe you're the bait. Maybe you're the guy that's trying to take out a guard and a tackle to free up an edge rusher, rusher to loop back inside and actually make the big play. So, you know, once Christian Barmore gets to that point, and he's going into his third year in the program, so it's reasonable to think that he's right there on the verge of 
accomplishing that on a on a more consistent basis, um, that's when you'll see more. That's when you'll see more of Christian Barmore. And you know, there's some guys coming in here. There's there's a situation with the pandemic and how it could condense the preseason in a way. But uh, even with all that understood, you know, there's been a lot of buzz through the recruiting process and uh, heading into the you know March, April, May months that Timothy Smith, the big man from Sebastian River High School down in Sebastian, Florida, 6'4", 320 pounds. Uh, the 24-7 Sports Composite rankings had Smith as the number eight defensive tackle for the 2020 recruiting cycle. So still could be an opportunity for a big, big interior defensive lineman uh, who can you know, obviously make it difficult on teams to run the football, but also perhaps push the pocket and provide some pass rush as well. And then we talk about all this and understand that for the fourth straight season, you got a different defensive line coach with Freddie Roach, the UA alum, coming in to to take over that spot um, from Brian Baker from a year ago. So Freddie's back home, and you know you talk, you look at DJ Dale in the middle potentially, LeBrian Ray at one end, and um, Christian Barmore, Byron Young, maybe Justin Aboigbe. I, I think the the pieces are there, uh, not only for a solid top six or so, uh, but certainly has to be, right, a more productive group as well. That's going to do it for a Monday edition of Daybreak here on the Built by Bama online podcast. Once again, if you haven't already, throw us a subscription to the podcast, Built by Bama online. Also join us, of course, at BamaOnline.com, the roundtable. Great place to hang out with Alabama fans and keep yourself informed at the very same time. Travis Schreier, hoping you have a great rest of your Monday. Check you again on Wednesday when Daybreak returns on the Built by Bama online podcast. The chilling new original docuseries on Paramount+. Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean in a woman named Sylvie. She's a can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and $15,000 a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control-Alt-Desire, now streaming on Paramount+.